Shalom. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I am Shmuley Yanklowitz, President and Dean of Valley Beit Midrash. Here at VBM, we strive to bring you only the highest quality of Jewish learning. Bringing pluralistic and innovative Jewish programming to the Jewish community that craves substance and insight is our passion. But we cannot do it alone. To support our endeavors, please consider donating a tax-deductible contribution to our organization. By doing so, you will be supporting meaningful Jewish educational content, funding the next generation of leaders, as well as furthering Jewish wisdom to people all over the country and all over the world. Please visit www.valleybatemadrash.org. Thank you so much and enjoy the program. It is a delight to be here with Rabbi Dr. Ariel Evan Mays, who joined the faculty of Stanford University in 2017 as an assistant professor in the Department of Religious Studies and serves as the rabbi in residence at Atik, Jewish Maker Institute. Mays holds a PhD in Jewish studies from Harvard University and rabbinic ordination from Beit Midrash Harel in Israel and is working on a forthcoming monograph examining the relationship between spirituality and law from the dawn of Hasidism to the eve of the 20th century. Uh, Rabbi Dr. Mays, thank you for taking time to talk. Thank you so much, Rav Shmuley, for having me. It's wonderful to be here again, virtually. So I'm excited about this book that you spent uh, roughly 10 years working on, uh, Speaking Infinities, God and Language in the Teachings of the Rav, of Rav Dov Bayer of Mezrich. And I wonder if you can share a little bit, um, what is, I mean, you wrote a whole book on it, but what is, what is um, Rav Dov Bayer of Mezrich's uh, central thinking on um, the issue of language? Yeah, thanks, Shmuley. Um, so uh, you might say that language is the central theme, or perhaps the axiom or the axis upon which all of Rabbi Dover's teachings really revolve. He's really deeply interested in the relationship between mind and language, between human speech and divine speech, and it boils down to a very fundamental set of truths. One is that for human beings, God is revealed in the world through the power of language. So rather than something to be avoided or something to be transcended, language is something to be uplifted and shown to be a garment for the divine. Just as the Torah is God's being come into language, just as the cosmos itself, the world, is God's sacred word cast into physical form, our voices become God's voice through the proper intention and through the transformation of our linguistic selves, through our relationship to language. That happens in study, it happens in worship, it happens in Talmud Torah, it happens in, in Filan, Avodah. But one of the other things that Rabbi Dofer adds to this is that um, he decouples um, this understanding of language from the traditional Kabbalistic understanding, which was all about Hebrew, and he leaves open the possibility that it may not just be one language, the sacred tongue, but perhaps all languages can become sacred if one speaks them with the correct intentionality, presence, and trying to uplift the divinity within them. So what would his polemic be at that time? Meaning what, what theories of language would he be pushing back against that he's, that he's trying to innovate from? So it's... <laughs> For him, he's the last of a generation that are less engaged with polemics vis-a-vis -vis modernity, although it's fascinating to note that he's writing roughly at the same time that linguists and philologists um, in, 
in German-speaking lands especially, are decoupling language from its sacred origins. They've discovered Sanskrit, um, and they know that Hebrew is no longer the original language. And there's this process of unmooring language from its divine origins and seeing it as a conventional, um, a conventional construct. For, the, for Rabbi Dover, it's the opposite. He has a capacious theory of language, which is not just built on this language or that language, and about human language, which is a very modern concept, as something that is hardwired into our into the structures of our mind. Um, but for him, he is subtly breaking with the medieval Kabbalists, for whom the focus on um, on Hebrew only and the focus on Israel, meaning the people of Israel only, is a kind of linguistic nationalism, and he's offering something of a different vision. Very interesting. So what was his relationship like with his teacher, the Baal Shem Tov, the founder of Hasidut? So we all think of the the Baal Shem Tov is the founder of Hasidut, and in some sense, he really is. He's the one who begins it, um, and he's the one who puts forward this ethos of serving God through joy, of serving God through the physical world, of uplifting the ordinary, and all of this cluster of teachings, of seeing the world with a sense of perpetual newness, and that's all true. However, since the 90s, and I build myself on the work here of the scholars like Ada Rappaport, Albert, and others, um, I see the Magid as the real founder of Hasidism. Why do I say that? He takes the message of the Baal Shem Tov and gives it a kind of sophistication that the Baal Shem Tov, who was a homilist here today, gone tomorrow, um, you didn't have to meet him twice for him to transform your life. Now, the, the Magid actually probably only met him twice. Um, instead of studying with him for many, many years, um, they probably only met once, maybe twice, and even then it was a short meeting. And in one of the meetings, um, it's actually one of the very first Hasidic stories, it's uh, published for the first time in the 1790s, when the Magid goes to meet with the Baal Shem Tov, um, who has this reputation for being both a scholar and a bit of a faith healer, he... Um, he, he's meet, he meets the Baal Shem Tov, and the Baal Shem Tov gives him some sort of nonsense lines, and he's about ready to leave, and then the Baal Shem Tov says, no, come meet me in my study at midnight. And so he, they, they read this book together, and the Baal Shem Tov says, give me a shot, give me a sort of understanding of this Kabbalistic work, and he gives him one, and then another, and another, and none of them satisfy the Baal Shem Tov. And the Baal Shem Tov says, no, your, your study lacks heart. It lacks soul. Shouldn't it be a little bit more like this? It's sort of like that scene in Enter the Dragon where Bruce Lee is talking to one of his disciples and he says, what was that, an exhibition? Try it again with emotional content. And that's when the, the Magid's world transforms because scholarship he had already, Lamdanut, and he was versed in Kabbalah. But what he didn't have was this ethos and this approach to the religious life in which ancient texts are meant to be transformed and to literally come to life and lift off the page. Fascinating, fascinating. So just one last question for you today, I think. Um, obviously this book is of value to scholars, uh, but for those who are just hungry for contemporary relevance, uh, hungry for you know, making meaning of their lives right now, what can the Magid, and in particular your book, offer at, at, at a time like this? So we live in a world, and this is particularly true on Zoom, on Twitter, on Facebook, that has been flooded with language and flooded to the point at which language is in some ways becoming debased. And the vitality 
of language in interpersonal encounters, but in general, has been dramatically diminished. So, you know, you struggle with a book for 10 years, not only because you hope that the 20 scholars in my particular subfield will read it, but with the hope that it has it has something to offer to a contemporary need and concern. And the contemporary need and concern to which this book is addressed is the way in which we can reclaim that vitality, that sense of presence in language with other human beings in which words are not something to be transcended. They're also not something to be weaponized, mobilized, and used as polemical barbs, but they are the ways in which divinity and self come into the world in the shared interactions between human beings. Fascinating. Friends, be sure to check out Speaking Infinities, God and Language, and the teaching of Rabbi Dov Bear of Mezrish. Thanks so much, Rabbi Mez. Thank you, Rabbi Shmuley.